here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 I want to say thank you to all 14.5 million of you out there. It's always an honor and a pleasure and a blessing. Second hour, we're going to talk about this attempt to smear Ron DeSantis as a racist because he's challenging the College Board AP course on African American history. We're going to bring Stanley Kurtz into the program, who is the number one expert on this subject, other than the governor, to take it apart. This is more Marxist, CRT, um, crap. That's what it is. And Stanley's gone through the entire curriculum here, and we're going to talk about it, because they're trying to do to DeSantis what they do to any conservative but he has the guts to stand up, except for that guy, Sununu, who runs around like uh, like he's had one too many ice creams. It's hard to fight this stuff, but you have to. Now, I want to get back to this issue of documents, and we'll, we'll deal with the smear of DeSantis in an hour or two. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is, as I've been saying over and over again, these top officials, all of them, or almost all of them, have taken documents with them. Not because they intend to sell them to the enemy. Not because they intend to break any law. But it's just what happens. And my comments have been misunderstood that I approve it. Well, you know, I never said I approve it. I'm giving you facts the way I give you law and the way I discuss the Constitution. And it's been proven correct. It's been proven correct. And it's going to continue if questions are asked of Obama and Bush and Bill Clinton and Cheney and Gore and the rest of them. It absolutely will be. And now, see how ridiculous Bill Barr and these others sound? That it is basically strict liability. You shouldn't take these things with you and it's a violation of law. Forget about obstruction. It's a violation of law to have them. That's what they say. So supposedly, then, we should be locking up Trump, Biden, Pence, Hillary, of course, 
And all the homes should be swatted to see what else is out there. That's how ridiculous this is if you take these legal analysts and the Department of Justice at face value. That's why I said back in August, like it or not, this is what they do. And there is a different analysis given to a president becoming a former president than a vice president becoming a former vice president or a secretary of state becoming a former secretary of state and on down the line. It's called the Constitution. Now, I know this concept gets complicated for people in the press, legal analysts and others, but it's not complicated. Unless you're out to get Trump and you're obsessed with it, then you muddy the waters. Now, former Vice President Pence is a man of faith. He's a man of family. He and I have been friends a very, very long time. Although I haven't talked to him lately, that's for sure. He had a book come out, and the only reason I didn't bring him on the programs for his book is I thought the book was way too personal attacking of his former boss, and I'm just not into that. And I told him that, and he said, yeah, but the, look at the rest of the book. It's a thick book. I said, but the attention, including on the back cover of the book, is all about January 6th and what you were told and all the rest of it, because that apparently is what you wanted to lead with. I said, I'm not doing that. And I'm not. I don't do interviews that way. I don't decide to do books that way. You'll notice when Pompeo was on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, I didn't dig into things he had said or felt about Mickey Haley or anybody else. I'm not into it. I'm into the substance. The substance. And it is a hell of a good book, by the way. Pompeo's book, it really is. Now, it's very interesting. It's not like I'm hiding. We have the number one Sunday night show on cable news across America on Fox. Hannity's audience is massive as well on, on Fox. This audience is bigger than both combined. And, of course, we have Levin TV and all these platforms I've pointed out that all these officials question them and see if they have documents. Obama is uncharacteristically quiet. The Bush crowd, uncharacteristically quiet. Cheney, Gore, none of them want to talk about this. And in addition to classified documents, there's the issue of non-classified documents or unclassified documents under the Presidential Records Act. How many of those have been removed? And there is the issue of the University of Delaware. When is the FBI going to get the hell in there and see what, what other Senate classified documents this guy, he took them out of the skiff. He didn't have somebody bring them to them. As a senator, he went into the skiff, took documents, and removed them. And if, as Durbin and the others say, it's almost impossible because of the security and the cameras and so forth, that tells me he did a kind of Sandy Berger. Now, maybe he put him in his jacket or whatever. So he didn't just walk out there with 
top secret information, skiff information in his hand. He had to conceal it. How else the hell did he get it out of there? I'm quite serious. And of course, the National Archives has been utterly politicized to the point of, of a joke. Where has the National Archives been with all these folks? But if you had listened to Bill Barr, if you had listened to the legal analysts, if you had listened to all these people, you're not allowed to have classified information. If you took it, it's a crime. It's that simple. It's strict liability. It's the way it is. It's that simple. Then they all committed crimes? Now that's ridiculous. That's absurd. And it was absurd when they were applying it to Trump. Which is my point. Now, you can see now with the graphics and the comments, even that clown Schumer, they're talking about we have a systemic problem. Now, they're saying we have a systemic problem now because, again, they want to muddy the waters. Because Biden is the worst offender. And before him, it was Hillary. Biden is the worst offender. Clearly, it's the center and vice president. He didn't have the power to declassify, regardless of what idiots say on the CNN. Of course, Hillary didn't have the power to declassify. She ran a whole scam out of her house with her own server to purposely avoid these various laws. And yet, a president has never had a SWAT team show up at his house, an ex-president. Garland has taken this way beyond the pale. And that's what the legal analyst should be saying. He's created a horrible precedent. Now what is he going to do? What's he going to do? Have a special counsel on the vice, former vice president, Pence? What's he going to do? Going to have a grand jury? It's the same with January 6th, the precedent they're creating there, the Department of Injustice and the Stasi and that, that rogue U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. is a disaster. Candidates, state legislators, state legislatures are not going to know what they can and cannot challenge when it comes to an election. Pretty outrageous. They shouldn't have any role in that unless somebody actually committed acts of violence, then they should be punished. But they're investigating more than that. Taking people's cell phones, including members of Congress, the U.S. attorneys are. Taking the cell phones of lawyers, trying to create conspiracy theories. And they know they're going to have an anti-Trump jury. I don't know of any individual that's been charged with an offense in the District of Columbia, related to January 6th, even minor offenses, I don't know of any of them who've been found not guilty. Do you? They want to empty our prisons of murderers and rapists and serial criminals, recidivists, but these people they want to lock up and throw the key away. Now, this systemic failure of our system. 
just take a brief listen. September 26th, and then January 9th, January 10th, I'm almost pleading. January 11th, January 15th, with the rest of the media, including talk radio, including my friends and brothers, sisters at Fox, to pay attention to what I'm saying, that this is a systemic problem. It's a systemic problem. doesn't make it right. doesn't mean nothing should be done. I, I've never said that. That's a bizarre conclusion. Cut to go. And I would ask Bill Barr right on this program, right now. He's listening. He can call in. Did you ever take classified information home? And even bring it back the next day. Did you ever read classified information in the vehicle in which your driver was taking you to one place or another? If so, you violated federal law. You committed a felony, and I'd like to know if you ever did that. Just curious. Are any of you former federal prosecutors? Just curious. Are the current Attorney General, Meritless Garland? How much you want to bet Obama has documents, including classified documents? We know he has a lot of documents. How much you want to bet George W. Bush does? How much you want to bet Al Gore does and Dick Cheney? How much you want to bet... How about you, Bill Barr? Not saying you do, but now's the time to come clean if you do. What about Eric Holder? What about Hillary Clinton? Did she retain any of those before she destroyed them? And I said that, you know, other presidents and so forth have documents. I've said this all along. Having served in an administration, I know that they had to. Former attorneys general, former secretaries of state, former vice presidents and former presidents and what did i say even when they were attacking trump a few months back has anybody investigated any of these other people to determine if they have documents oh no mark come on you have no evidence i can't prove a negative but how much you want to bet they all have some obama george w and the rest of them so we have the cover-up we have the lack of a special counsel and we have a situation now in which more documents have been found in another location. So everything I suspected is true. It's not because I'm Nostradamus. It's because I keep telling you, and I'm going to keep saying it, almost all of these officials have taken documents with them, including classified documents. On this program, on my radio show, on my appearances on Hannity and other shows on this network, I have been saying for months that all presidents, vice presidents, attorneys general, secretaries of states have taken documents home. And some of them have kept them. And some of them have been classified. And that needs to be looked into. But I guess because I'm not officially a legal analyst, I just have my own show and a constitutional lawyer and a former chief of staff to attorney general. Many people didn't pay attention to it. And when we come back, the icing on the cake. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. 
Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Martha McCollum played, uh, I believe, part of what I said. I didn't see it uh, on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I want to thank her, salute her, um, because when I said it two weeks ago, it actually had an effect on events, as we know here, with uh, James Comer. On January 8th, we had the discussion. The National Archives, I'm hoping that you folks will take a look at how they have applied the rules to past presidents, past secretaries of state, past attorneys general. You can see I've been hammering this over and over and over again. Because I don't believe in two seconds that no past president or vice president or attorney general or secretary of state doesn't have some document at home or didn't destroy some document. I don't believe it at all. Is that something you'll look into? And he said, absolutely. And um, I have to go to a break. Ari Fleischer I was asked about that. And I want to play his response to you. And, you know, Ari Fleischer was the press secretary for a period for George H., excuse me, George W. Bush. I, I don't know him. I understand he's a very nice guy. Um, like I say, I have no idea. But I think you'll be interested in his response. You know, a lot of the types like McConnell and the rest, they were letting, letting Trump hang out there dry. They would attack him. Potential presidential candidates were attacked. Now they're all kind of quiet, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. I'll be right back. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Can't got your tongue? Cough up a furball and call 877-381-3811 right now from Mike Levin. Jeez, it's just unbelievable. They're, they're trying to put in federal prison... The case we talked about a couple months back, 
the gentleman who had all the kids, and they sent an FBI SWAT team in there, scaring the hell out of the family, which they didn't have to do. The matter that went into state court and was thrown out by a judge that this gentleman pro-lifer violated the FACE Act. And the trial's coming up in Philadelphia. And you know, what they're doing, they're bringing these cases in these cities where for the most part, the defendant doesn't have a shot. All the Trump cases are being handled by judges, by grand juries, by juries in Washington, D.C. Now, they've heard the news. They've watched Schmuck Todd and George Stuff a Lobster, and they've watched them all. They know what's expected of them. You can't get a fair trial if you're at January 6th in Washington, D.C., or if you're a Trump supporter. It's not possible. On the other hand, if you're the opposite, you're not going to be convicted. We saw that too. Now they're bringing this gentleman, this pro-lifer, jury picked in Philadelphia. He's going to be painted as this pro-life extremist who got into a fight with a guy on the side. They didn't get into a fight. The guy was mouthing off basically to the, to the pro-lifer's son getting in his face, and it was a shoving match. But Merrillis Garland and his team of Castro-like Marxists, this is what they focus on. This is what they do. Ari Fleischer. Here's Martha McCallum. Cut for a go. Here's Mark Levin, though, talking about his understanding of how all of this works. Let's watch. All presidents, vice presidents, attorneys general, secretaries of states have taken documents home. The Department of Justice unleashed a criminal investigation of the former president, President Trump, in ways that have never been done before in American history. They didn't bother to look at Obama's records or Clinton's records or George W. Bush's records. All right, start with you. Is he right? Well, we don't know uh, about that yet. I mean, who knows what records they're looking at now or what questions they're asking. Are you before. kidding me? Ari, seriously, is that the best you can do? I know you're trying to cover for George W. Bush. Yeah, we do know that the FBI, certainly when I said that two weeks ago, had not asked any former president or vice president because we would have heard about it by now. We do know they didn't search their homes because we would have heard about it by now. Maybe they're doing it tonight, not the FBI, but the private lawyers, but they didn't even do it to Biden when he had his DNA and fingerprints all over the place. Who are you kidding, Ari? I understand. George W. Bush and the Bushies. I got it. But that's not good enough for the rest of us. They need to look at Obama's records. In fact, they have. These records that Biden has had as vice president, they're the Obama records. But they need to look more at his homes, his multiple homes, 
all over the country, from Washington, D.C. to Hawaii, excuse me, Hawaii, to Martha's Vineyard. They have it very tough. And what about Dick Cheney? Nobody's asked him. And going on and on and on. So the, the argument, well, we don't know yet, is preposterous. We know 100% based on the lack of a reaction, the lack of information. National Archives hasn't made an announcement. Department of Justice, FBI, they haven't made an announcement that they're going to do a thorough review. Hell, even when it comes to Joe Biden, they still haven't gone to the University of Delaware, which they need to go to. Where the hell is this special counsel already? Are they busy still uh, changing the curtains and whatever office they're setting up for this guy? seems that way now I haven't heard Obama say and I haven't read anything or George Bush say and I haven't read anything on Twitter or so forth or Cheney or the rest of them that I don't have any classified information Mike Pence foolishly said that on November 15 2022 here's what he said cut three go you take any classified documents with you from the White House uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. Okay, this is why you need to be careful what you say. This is why there's absolute silence from Obama, George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, and the others. Absolute silence. And I promise you that these former attorneys general, secretaries of state, vice presidents and presidents are now trying to look through their stuff just to make sure as Pence was. This wouldn't be a big deal in the sense of the criminal system. It would be a big deal that it's done, don't get me wrong. But it wouldn't be criminalized because Merrick Garland set that precedent. I understand the legal analysts and the disgruntled former attorneys general and everything got very excited this past summer, but now, now they are they're confounded. What do we do now? Yeah, we talked about obstruction, but in this case, you know, we also talked about Trump stealing documents that weren't his. In violation of this and that. Now, apparently, Biden's been doing it in every office he's ever held. Hillary did it. She's been rather quiet lately, hasn't she, Mr. Producer? And she's never quiet. She's a big mouth. She could be on The View. Another Yenta. Uh, and, uh, and so forth. So... We'll see how this breaks out. Let's look at this. Reporter to Jean-Pierre at the White House briefing today. Cut seven, go. And does the White House believe that other former high office holders should now go back and check their Yay, personal residences? Somebody's pri- finally figured out the question to ask. The media hasn't asked this question for months. And they didn't even ask it until... Uh, 
until Vice President Fence, uh, Pence's people came forward. Yes. What about that? Go ahead. And in some caution to make sure that they're not holding on to classified documents as well. That's not something I can comment from here. No. Uh, I don't even we don't I don't even know the uh, uh, you know the the reasoning of what the news that we heard about Pence. So I'm just not going to comment from here. Uh, I'm not going to comment. Let, on me, any let of- me help you, uh, dimwitted. And she's obviously dimwitted, and they've obviously know it. So they told her to shut up. Leave it to the dimwitted spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office. I didn't even know you have a spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office. And the answer is yes, of course they should. Of course they should. Or the FBI should, certainly. Of course they should. Now you understand that McConnell and the boys, some of the girls over there in the Senate on the Republican side, they were quiet. Especially the McConnell and the McConnellites that that band of uh, casket-carrying funeral types that you see standing around him. And they loved it. Trump was out there, hanging all by himself. They were never going to speak, you know, never going to interfere. Then Biden. Basically, McConnell comes to Biden's defense. Because, you know, they're both been around a long time they have a uh, connection with the communist chinese and so forth and now of course since we've had more documents two three four five more uh, situations uh, now of course they're worked up about it now there's pence and they're quiet again they're quiet again peter ducey to jean pierre at the white house press briefing today cut eight go After a special counsel was named, but before the FBI searched, President Biden went to his house in Wilmington. What was he doing in there? I would refer you to the White House counsel. So it was something relating to this case? I would refer you to the White House counsel's office. Okay. Do you think that this story was leaked? Do Do you think Joe Biden has a dead body buried at one of his homes or something? Doesn't that sound like what's going on here? His lawyers. White House, I refer you to his lawyers. I refer, basically, that's what she's saying. I refer you to uh, Mr. Cutler. I refer you uh, to his lawyers, Mr. Cutler. I, I, I refer you to his lawyers. I refer, uh, what was he doing there? I refer you to his lawyers. Go to the lawyers. I, go, I refer you to the Justice Department. You go there. No comment. No comment. Say what? And so, the simple question, what was he doing in Wilmington? Everybody always wants to know what he's doing in Wilmington. Unless you remember the press, but we've always wondered, what is he doing there? They have padded walls, so when he walks into them, he doesn't get hurt. What's the deal? These mansions all over the place the guy has on a government side, it's unbelievable. Go ahead. Trying to bruise the president politically ahead of a re-election announcement. I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office as they've been the ones who've been uh, uh, closely involved. Okay, more basically. How do I get this job, Mr. Producer? What is she paid? He takes it very seriously, and I refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. 
Uh, any, any idiot can do that. Any moron can do that. How much does she get paid? Seriously, 200000 180000 175000 I know she's a historic first, but uh, whatever it is, that's a pretty good gig if you can get it, right, folks? Uh, what do you think about that? I refer you to the... I haven't finished my question. I refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Now, the documents. We take that very seriously. The president has said, what else do you want me to say? She earns 180000 a year. And that doesn't even count the pension and the health care and all the rest. Worth every penny if you're a criminal. In the case of... But I'm, not, I'm thinking, does he have bodies buried somewhere? Does Hunter have bodies buried somewhere? What's going on here? Uh, I, refer you, uh, I refer you anywhere but here. Anywhere. Just uh, I refer you, please. Uh, just stop asking. You do know he's the president, right? We have a few... I refer you. He takes uh, very seriously. Takes what seriously? The documents. Yes, he takes the documents. And when he takes them, he's very serious, you know. Very seriously. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Crime family and how a man on a government salary acquires several mansions and lives a lifestyle like Joe Biden did. Corvette. Now, I'm not saying senators earn nothing. They earn around 200 grand, 180 grand a year, but they can't afford the lifestyle Joe Biden has had for some time. Not on a government salary. It's not possible. Unless you're Fauci. And um, things were obviously left off of his tax returns. His S corporation returns have not been revealed. The wire transfers of money from uh, corporate front groups for the Communist Chinese Party, among others. That's not been made public to the American people. They obviously sold his office. He's lied repeatedly about knowing about his son's businesses. He knew about them. Why do you think his son was doing them? You think, you think governments are hyper to hire you know, drug-addled individuals that have really no 
professional reason to be on somebody's board of directors or to be receiving tens of millions of dollars to manage and on and on and on. It's the big guy, Mr. 10%. You have a man sitting in Rikers today. I don't know him. I think he was the chief financial officer of the Trump organization. Because he gave gifts to his son and his grandson, basically. He didn't report the value of his driver and car from work to home. And he didn't pay taxes on that. And things of that sort. That's peanuts compared to what the Bidens have done. And I don't want to hear Garland is even-handed when it comes to justice or anything of the sort. They'd be jumping in with both feet. And I really do think there ought to be demands for some tax returns now, actual tax returns on these S-corporations, as well as other Democrats. And we'll see what happens. We have a select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. The members are now known. The chairman is, it's a, it's a killer's row. It's great. Chairman is Jim Jordan. Members include Daryl Issa, Thomas Massey, Chris Stewart of Utah, Elise Stefanik, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Chip Roy, Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota, Greg Stubbe, Dan Bishop, Kat Kamak, Florida, Harriet Hegeman, who, thank God, defeated Cheney. And I hope that they will go after the Democrats, who truly are crooked, the way they went after Republicans and Trump, who truly are not. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You know, it's hilarious. The media are now trying to compare Biden to Pence. Now, we've, we've explained Biden's background in the past, that he's a psycho liar. Uh, one woman accused him of rape when she was a staffer. We went through this the other day, as a matter of fact, didn't we? Yesterday. Mike Pence is as clean as they come. It's that simple. It's that simple. He didn't take in millions and millions of dollars from foreign front groups represented by our enemies. His children, at least one child, has served in the United States military. Biden's other son did, but he's not with us anymore. But his crackhead son is. And uh, had the run of the house. So, uh, nice try, media. It's not going to fly. By the way, media... You are despised. Do you realize your ratings are lower than this guy, George Santos? Did you know that, Mr. Producer? The media's ratings are lower than George Santos. 
because the media dresses up like drag queens too. They dress up as journalists, and they're not. They're not. Black history is not inferior. Black leaders object to Florida's culture war against African Americans. This is the headline in USA Today by Mark Ramirez and Douglas Sully. That is his name. Black religious leaders, including the man who said the closing prayer at Florida Governor Santos's first inauguration, sent a message to the state Monday over its rejection of the college board's new AP African American Studies course. Black history is not inferior, and black history does not lack educational value, said Reverend Dr. R.B. Holmes, Jr., pastor of the Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in Tallahassee, a former Republican. Let me ask you something, Pastor. Do you think your kids should be taught about sexuality as a black history issue? Or gayness as a black history issue? Do you? In the future, should College Board be willing to come back to the table with lawful, historically accurate content? FDOE, that is Florida Department of Ed, will always be willing to reopen the decision, said the state of Florida. Now, had some protests and rallies, because that's what the left does. You know, when you're unemployed and you're subsidized by hardworking, taxpaying Republicans... Uh, and you're a liberal Democrat, this is what you do. And the protests and rallies, including one later this week, set to include civil rights attorney Ben Crump. You see that guy come and turn the other way and run. Another next month featuring the Reverend Al Sharpton. Yes, he still thinks Tawana Brawley was telling the truth, but he also cited a litany of frustrations some black leaders have voiced with the DeSantis administration. Then they go on trashing DeSantis. Now, I've told you for months, it's true, that they're going to give DeSantis the Trump treatment. That's what they're going to do. You cannot be a conservative and Republican without being smeared. They did it to Reagan. They did it to Goldwater. They've done it to Trump, and they're doing it to DeSantis. And... The rhino Republicans love it. The clowns of the Republican Party, the morons of the Republican Party, the Sununus, the Christies, the Asa Hutchisons, the Larry Hogans, because these are harmless, harmless Republican bureaucrats. What were the three great things Christie did as governor of New Jersey that are lasting? None. Hogan, Maryland, none. Asa Hutchison, Arkansas, nothing. Sununu, nobody knows. Nobody knows. He talks so fast you can't even keep track of him. So we're going to discuss this at length. What are they talking about? Just because you call something African-American history doesn't make it so. Any more than if you call something American history doesn't necessarily make it so either. Like the 1619 Project. What these reverends are doing, in my humble opinion, they're embracing stereotypes. They are going to destroy their own educational systems in various communities. And they're promoting a Marxist agenda. They haven't read this curricula. They haven't read it at all. How do I know? Because they're not speaking to the issues that are, that are in it.
But Stanley Kurtz and I will in a few minutes. But before we do, I want to talk about representatives, Representative Victoria Sparts of Indiana. I had her on Life, Liberty, and Levin a few months back. She is first-generation Ukrainian. Her take on Ukraine was very interesting to me. As you know, I don't take the usual position here. I'm not rooting for Vladimir Putin. Strange these days, but that's the way it is. She's strange. She's strange, not because she's Ukrainian, but because she's strange. CNN is reporting that Republican Representative Victoria Sparts of Indiana announced today that she opposes Speaker McCarthy's push to remove three Democrats, Schiff, Swalwell, and Omar, from committees. Now, what's interesting about this is she pretends she's one of the 20 <clears throat> who says that McCarthy hasn't gone far enough to the right and she wants to hold his feet to the fire. She's thinking about jumping into the Senate race in Indiana where she'll get killed. Because she really doesn't know where she is philosophically. So here she is, the holdout, running to the right, she says, of McCarthy, and now she's to the left of him. Now, why is this a problem? Because if it gets too tight, then McCarthy can't do what he needs to do. Because in one case, they need a majority vote. Nancy Mace. You know, I always say to my wife, when you're running, are you carrying Mace with you, Mr. Producer? You know? It's a good idea. This is a different Mace. Uh, the new House GOP majority is gearing up for a showdown with Democrats over the issue, but pushback from within the House GOP can complicate matters. So you have sparts. Now, the only way you teach the Democrats not to do what they did to Republicans, and by this I specifically mean what they did to Green and what they did to Gosar, is to do it back to them. They created the precedent. Republicans don't fight back. It'll be a one-way fight, and they'll always lose. So this must be done, which is why I do not believe Sparts is credible, and I believe she should never be elected to the United States Senate. And maybe one day she needs to be challenged if she doesn't even understand this principle. And I would point out that Marco Rubio has endorsed Jim Banks and Indiana, he's got a lot of endorsements. Charlie Kirk, of course, mine, several others, because Banks is a conservative. And he'd be a great senator, based on what we know. By the way, what's ever happened to Ted Budd, Mr. Producer, do we know? I hope he hasn't gone full Mitch McConnell. I really hope he hasn't gone full Mitch McConnell. It's very easy. It's an easy glide. We endorsed him because he was a conservative in the House. And we interviewed him here on the air, and he was conservative. I hope he stays that way. Of course, if he wishes to come on, I'd love to talk to him. And one of the things I want to ask him is if he voted for McConnell for majority leader. Excuse me, for Republican leader. It's a question I have for all of them. Which is why most of them never want to come on. When we come back, I want to dig further into the racist attack on Florida, on their education system, and on the governor of Florida, and what it is, really, that the college board was pushing. And now the college board claims to have backed up, 
It says it's going to release a new framework on February 1, and Stanley Kurtz says we better keep a very close eye on this. Do you know of another Republican governor who's taken on the college board? Has Abbott? No. Has Youngkin? No. Has Sununu Babubu? No. Has Kemp in Georgia? No. Why is only one Republican governor taking on the college board? Just one. Why is that? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. Stanley Kurtz does a lot of great work in writing. Stanley, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's very important what you've been writing about. Um, Several issues, actually. But I want to focus on one. Florida, Governor DeSantis, and now the attack on him that he's opposed to African-American history. Reminds me of what they tried to pull when he was taking on Disney, which takes these massive subsidies and then turns around and tries to lobby uh, the Florida legislature against legislation that the government's promoting. And uh, but this is really pernicious, isn't it? Tell the American people generally what's taking place here. Well, Mark, the College Board, the organization that runs the SAT tests and the advanced placement tests, often called the AP tests, they are creating a whole new advanced placement course, AP African American Studies. And the problem with this is that the College Board, of course, is run by leftists. It consults with leftist college professors when uh, creating its uh, curricula. And so the College Board is really um, creating a clone of these radical leftist so-called studies courses in the colleges. We have African-American studies, gender studies, um, environmental studies, all of uh, women's studies. They're all... Uh, leftist propaganda courses and the College Board went to the sort of professors who teach those and had them create the equivalent for high school and as a rule high schools just say okay or states as a whole say okay College Board whatever course you want to design we'll take there was a big dispute in 2014 over the College Board's newly revised AP US history course because it was another bunch of leftist propaganda. Uh, 
Uh, and now they've done it with African-American studies. DeSantis has put his foot down. He has said, no, we're not going to run this propaganda in Florida. And um, now he's getting accused of trying to prevent people from studying African-American history. It's totally false. What's in this curriculum that the College Board wanted to promote? Well, it is filled with radical leftist stuff. I mean, you wrote a book called American Marxism. There's a lot of Marxism in here. Literally, the um, authors who are assigned in the greater part of, of the last quarter of this course call themselves proudly socialists and Marxists. And their work is assigned, and more important, there's no work from conventional liberals or conservatives on the other side. And, of course, we also have radical feminism, queer theory, every fashionable leftist extremist uh, academic idea has been stuffed into this course. Now, the reality is that Florida um, actually mandates the can, study can you hold on a of second? black history. Queer theory in American black history? Yes. Exactly. And that's how these folks think. They are into another another big theme is intersectionality. And that gets back mm-hmm. to the queer theory. Intersectionality means the the more identities you have that we can call oppressed, uh the more suffering uh you do, the higher your rank is, so to speak, uh the more we have to cater to you because you have all of these minority identities. So naturally in a course that touts intersectionality, um, <coughs> pardon me, they include um, queer theory, and that fits the intersectionality idea. Now, you have reverends and others who are condemning um, Governor DeSantis. You have uh, Crump, who's going to be here. You have, of course, Sharpton. These are ambulance chasers, obviously. But I just wonder if these reverends have actually read the curricula, and if they have, do they actually embrace this? I mean, the more examples of this that can get out, the better, no? Absolutely. Uh, That's a great question, Mark, on on whether they actually know what's in the curriculum. I don't know the answer. I mean, they're so far to the left that I wouldn't be surprised if they embraced it, but I think more to the point, they don't really want to know what's in the curriculum. They want to try to falsely portray DeSantis as being against any study of African-American history. But again, the Stop Woke Act, the, the uh, law that bars critical race theory that DeSantis signed and favors, that actually mandates a detailed study of uh, black American history, including the uh, oppression, slavery, uh, the bad, as well as the good. It's all mandated, so there is no way that DeSantis is against studying that, but they, he's being falsely portrayed as that. But frankly, I don't think it's working. Uh, I, I think Sharpton and the others are losing, uh, and I think DeSantis is winning. Uh, and I'll give you some news. Just in the last few hours, we have learned that the College Board um, has um, capitulated, so to speak, and it's announced that it's going to put out a new framework on February 1st. Uh, just six days from now. Now it pretends that this is just uh, what it would have done anyway, and it was uh, uh, basing this on all of the feedback it's getting for its pilot course, but that is total nonsense. They have two years of pilot uh, coursework. They've only gone through one half of the first year. 
the real changes are going to come in the last part of the course because that's where the controversy is. They haven't had time to hear what students and teachers uh, give, uh, what feedback is given by students and teachers on that. They're just panicking because DeSantis has got them in a trap. And yet, as far as I know, he's the only governor, including among Republican governors, who's put his foot down. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And uh, what's do, that all about? Um, well, I he has guts uh, is what it's really all about. He has guts, and the other governors don't. Particularly governors who are in states that have passed laws like the Stop Woke Act in Florida, laws that bar critical race theory. They are legally obligated to uh, hit back at this course. Now, I have I can't give the name of the state, but I do have. Um, indications that at least one state that has a CRT law is seriously thinking of following on DeSantis, and I strongly suspect that others are thinking of it as well. And my guess is the reason the College Board has uh, decided to come out in just a few days from now, on February 1st, with a new curriculum is because they are scared that other governors will follow. But having said that, there's just no comparison between DeSantis and the others, and it isn't just this issue. He is out in front on a whole series of education issues, both higher ed and K-12. He has the courage. Stanley Kurtz, I'd like to hold you over. I've got a few more questions after the uh, break here, if that's possible. Happy to. We, we will be back with Stanley Kurtz in just a few minutes. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We're here with Stanley Kurtz, Senior Fellow, Ethics and Public Policy Center. Stanley, uh, his reverend says, let's see, uh, his name is Holmes. The group aims to create a statewide movement, one he hoped would spark positive conversation about the value of learning about all people's history and not at the expense of erasing and eliminating black studies. You just pointed out that's exactly the opposite here, that it is DeSantis who wants to keep black studies as traditionally understood. And it's this movement on the left, this Marxist movement, that has really enveloped into a racist Marxist movement, if you ask me. And what they're doing is really destroying black history, no? 
I agree. And there's a, also a fundamental trick here. I mean, they understand very well that for anyone to say no to a course in black studies, even for the good reason that it is not traditional black studies, anyone who says no is going to get called a racist. And so then they can shoehorn all the Marxism in there, uh, confident that everyone will be afraid to say no. <laughs> so it took DeSantis to put his foot down and say no, to say, I'm not going to be afraid when you come and falsely call me a racist. And I really think he's, he's winning this battle and that he's ultimately going to win this battle. But this is the trick they use, uh, the fear of being called racist. Isn't it disappointing that all these other so-called conservative Republican governors, as we just mentioned, but they're sitting mostly on the sidelines, that they're not joining together to battle this because this college board is only effective because their universities and colleges and now high schools embrace them and maybe they should not embrace them exactly i couldn't agree more and i would take it back even further i mean why has it taken ron DeSantis to wake the republican party up to the importance of the culture war why haven't our governors been doing this for two three decades why haven't they i'll tell you why when you hear guys like chris sununu saying he believes in free markets, therefore businesses should be left alone. And I guess he's talking about Disney and others because these Republicans pretend to be conservative when they're basically pacifists when it comes to this war. And I would argue same in the Republican Senate. I mean, you got leadership there that doesn't even talk about this stuff. I don't even know if they know what's going on or they just they just want to get along. It is a big weakness, no? Honestly, Mark, I completely agree with you. And this is particularly true in the area of education. I know there's a split between the Republican establishment and the base on many issues, but people often ignore the education issue. The people who have been at our think tanks, uh, funded by businesses in the Republican establishment, the governors, the whole panoply of these people have been much more focused on economic issues. They don't want to fight the culture war. Some of them who call themselves conservatives actually disparage the idea of fighting the culture war. And uh, that's one of the biggest reasons uh, we've been losing, because we haven't really been fighting. And I am amazed, again, that it has taken this long for one governor uh, across a broad range of issues to stand up and do something. But I think his success with the voters um, is becoming a model for other Republicans, and that gives me hope. Mm -hmm. well, I hope so. Um, I do think there is a great break within the Republican Party. I mean, you look at somebody like Murkowski from Alaska, who's uh, either the number one or two senators who gets backing from the NEA, uh, when you look at Romney, when you look at that wing of the Republican Party, I, I get the impression they either have no idea what's swirling around us, or they just don't care. What do you think? I, com I completely agree, and I would, again, I would take it further, because I'm focused often nowadays on the state level. And, uh, but this is true for the federal level as well, committees. You take a look at the education committees in Congress and in state legislatures, that's where the most moderate Republicans go. They often have a university in their district, and they, they want to be doling out money to these universities. Uh, they want to be seen as kinder, gentler Republicans, and they often use education 
the Bushes did this as their issue. You know, Jeb Bush focused on education, but he did it in a way that was, quote, bipartisan, unquote, and that really gave up on the big cultural battles. These are the people who've been leading us. So I totally agree with you. It's in the Senate, it's in the House, and it's in the education committees of the various state legislators. You know, sometimes, Stanley Kurtz, it's them against us. It's good against evil, and you have to win. Uh, when you have this Marxist movement, you have to beat it. You can't be bipartisan and accept big chunks of it. Uh, <clears throat> same when it's immigration and the open borders and all the rest of it. Uh, same when it's uh, segregation or slavery. Sometimes you just don't settle for 50% or 80% or 10%. Sometimes the other side has to be defeated, no? Absolutely. And I really do think that that the whole conservative movement is waking up to this. And, of course, the Santis is sort of leading the pace on all that. So it will be very important, for example, when the College Board comes out with its revision, um, they, they put out a bogus revision of the AP U.S. history curriculum in 2014. Are, is this one going to be bogus, too? Will DeSantis approve it, even if it's not really legitimate? I rather suspect he's going to win this, that there will be a lot of positive improvements, and I hope he uh, doesn't immediately say yes to it, but takes a good amount of time to carefully vet it and doesn't just capitulate. But I, I, to me, there are a number of indications that DeSantis is headed toward a significant victory on this. And it might be worthwhile to get your input for the DeSantis administration, since there's really nobody better at this than you, Stanley. And I want to thank you for coming on the program. And you wrote a wonderful piece at National Review, Mr. Producer. We will link to that on MarkLevinShow.com, The Mothership. So you take care of yourself. And I want to have you back one of these days, because HUD is doing exactly what we've talked about. And they are now in the process of equity forms and demands from uh, towns and states, correct? Absolutely. I want to get on that, but I have been distracted by that. There's so many, so many things coming at us, it's hard to keep up. Hmm? It, it really is. It's like on every cultural front. We're under attack. Yep. It's just unbelievable. All right, Stanley, thank you. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Mark. All right, buddy, he is good. He really knows of what he speaks. And uh, we're going to have him back on this HUD stuff because that affects you, too. When a governor says, like Sununu does, you know, this cultural stuff, he's opposed to the wokeism. But, you know, it's a governor's job. Let me tell you something. We've got to fight this culture war. or We're going to lose everything, including elections. They're reaching into our families. They're reaching into our, our kids in every conceivable way, into their minds, sexualizing them, horrific brainwashing, racist brainwashing. It's just, it's, it's just horrendous. Then they turn federal law enforcement on parents, parents' organizations. You ever seen anything like this? Yes, you have. You've seen it in totalitarian regimes. Well, guess what? If it walks like a duck, you know the line. We're getting pretty damn close to the line. You see it everywhere. You see it in how the FBI conducts itself. You see it online with social media, thanks to the great Elon Musk, what takes place. You see what takes place. 
Now, we also have here from Fox News, just to show you how this works. Biden administration gives left-wing groups hundreds of millions of dollars to help illegal immigrants fight deportation. Your tax dollars. From Joe Shofstall. Biden administration gives left-wing groups hundreds of millions of dollars to help illegal immigrants fight deportation. I want to get into more of that, but they're funding our demise with, with funds, obviously, executive orders, regulations, taxes, programs. That's why the old rhino model of the McConnells has to go. It has to go. And when you have somebody like Sparks who wants to block Kevin McCarthy and the vast majority of the Republicans from throwing Omar off the Foreign Relations Committee because she's an American-hating Marxist anti-Semite, and to demonstrate to the Democrats that they don't have the right to do something they did a couple of years ago, which deciding whether Republicans can sit on certain committees. If Sparks doesn't get it, she needs to go. It's that simple. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Biden administration giving left-wing groups hundreds of millions to help illegal immigrants fight deportation. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is suicide. This is national suicide. What's taking place here? And what's going on on the border cannot be fully reversed. You have millions and millions of people coming into this country. Once they have babies, those babies are American citizens. Do I believe the Constitution compels that? Of course not. But I don't get to rule by a magic wand. And once they become American citizens by birth, there's chain migration. They bring in an average of 19 people. The Democrat Party on the left is promoting abortion in this country for American citizens. Meanwhile, they're promoting open borders for foreign individuals. We can't survive this. Look what he's done in two years. You have four and a half million people who've gotten into this country by hook or by crook. Four and a half million? Most large cities in this country don't have four and a half million people. 
take a few off the top, and you're talking still about a large city. You're talking about a number in two years. I think Baltimore has like 550,000 people. Think about this. Almost 10 times the size of Baltimore. Two left-wing nonprofits have combined to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer-backed government contracts since Biden took office, with a vast majority of the money going towards efforts to keep illegal immigrants in the United States. So they are funding the lawyers to sue the government. They are, the government is funding lawyers to sue the government. And it's your money. Is the government funding your lawyers for anything? The Vera Institute of Justice, they always have the justice stuff, don't they? V-E-R-A, Vera Institute of Justice, a New York-based group that views immigration enforcement agencies as a threat to civil liberties, has been the primary breadwinner in the past two years, collecting around $350 million from government contracts for immigration services. The Acacia Center for Justice, A-C-A-C-I-A, a newer nonprofit linked to the Vera Institute and another left-wing immigration group has pocketed tens of millions of dollars in recent federal contracts. These leftist groups have landed the contracts amid the escalating border crisis, which recently saw a quarter of a million encounters this past month. A new high. A new high. Like we've never seen before in American history. The Vera Institute received $171 million from Health and Human Services funded contract last March to help unaccompanied minors avoid deportation, the records show. Contract has since been paid out around $180 million with supplemental agreements as of December. This is what Mitch McConnell and the 18 jackasses that went along with him, Republicans of the Senate, voted for. This and a thousand other programs like it with varying degrees of money. The arrangement will last until March of this year, but could hit as high as $983 million, just shy of a billion, if renewed until March 2027, and if extended, will be the largest federal contract the group has received for immigration-related services dating back to the mid-2000s by a wide margin. And it goes on. And the more it goes on, the more sickening it is. And so we are funding our own demise. It's the Democrat Party. It's Biden. You never hear Democrats fighting this stuff. They want to vote for it. They want to spend the money. It's endless. Endless. I'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation 
forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Folks, I have a challenge for you today. Become a better educated American citizen. Now, look, I know you're part of the most informed audience in radio. After all, you listen to my show. But you can always learn more. And to help you do just that, my good friends at Hillsdale College have their amazing free online course available for all who wish to learn. My challenge to you, take just one of their fantastic courses. There are so many to choose from. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are dozens more to choose from. And all those self-paced, free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. So visit levinforhillsdale.com and pick one of the more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge, pick whichever course you like, and become a more educated citizen today. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, and start your free course right away. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. So the battle begins for committee assignments. Speaker McCarthy tweets the following. I've rejected the appointments of Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell for the House Intelligence Committee. I'm committed to returning the House Intelligence Committee to one of genuine honesty and credibility that regains the trust of the American people. In response to Jeffries, he writes in a letter, thank you for your letter dated January 21, regarding Representative Schiff and Swalwell. I appreciate the loyalty you have to your Democrat colleagues, and I acknowledge your efforts to have two members of Congress reinstated to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. And I cannot put partisan loyalty ahead of national security. And I cannot simply recognize years of service as the sole criteria for membership on this essential committee. Integrity matters more. As such, in order to maintain a standard worthy of this committee's responsibilities, I'm hereby rejecting the appointments of Representative Adam Schiff and Representative Eric Swalwell to serve on the Intelligence Committee. It's my assessment that the misuse of this panel during the 116th and 117th Congresses, he's talking about using them as impeachment committee, severely undermined its primary national security and oversight missions, ultimately leaving our nation less safe. Therefore, as we enter a new Congress, I am committed to returning the Intelligence Committee to one of genuine honesty and credibility that regains the trust of the American people. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker. Now, that's a big deal. The problem with Omar is she's literally sitting on the Foreign Relations Committee right now, so they need to remove her. 
And that takes a majority vote of the House of Representatives. And he already lost Sparks. The Republican, who'd been one of the 20, was voting present all the time. I never quite understood her. She wants to be a senator from Indiana. No way. So he's already lost one. He can't afford to lose too many more, or he won't be able to remove Omar. Now, what's the problem with Omar? Omar sits on the Foreign Affairs Committee. She hates her own country. She's a Marxist, and she's an avowed anti-Semite. And the Democrats, when they controlled the House, even the Jewish members of the Democrat Party in the House, refused to specifically name her in a resolution condemning her Jew hatred. That would never be done to any other minority that I can think of. That said, not only should she not serve on that committee, she could have been expelled as far as I'm concerned. But the Democrat Party has no standards. That's a fact. Hakeem Jeffries is a radical leftist despite the best efforts of the media to portray him as some kind of a rational moderate. There are no rational moderates in the Democrat Party. You see this jerk from West Virginia? What's his name? Manchin? Going over to Davos? The guy has spent a fortune on food. A fortune on meals. Your tax dollars. Now, just thinking maybe he'll run for president. Run for president? He should be running from the president. The guy is it's a joke. He's a disaster. He doesn't represent his state. He doesn't fight for the coal miners in West Virginia. He doesn't fight for the oil workers in West Virginia. He doesn't fight for the blue-collar and union workers in the private sector in West Virginia. But he will support bills that somehow manage to have language with millions and millions of dollars going toward groups his wife is associated with. I'm not saying she's making money from it. I'm saying he's funding these groups. That's why they love these massive omnibus bills, don't you know? We don't need him in the presidency any more than we need Biden in the presidency. I think the Democrats are up to no good. I think regardless of who they nominate, but especially if they nominate Biden, they will push a third-party candidate. I heard Brett Baer question whether that's possible. He's on to something. I believe they will. They'll try and run some kind of phony independent like a mansion to protect their their right to try and draw some of these women out of the suburbs and try and elect a minority president. That is, I don't mean minority by skin, but I mean by a minority number. The only guy who ever overcame that in a big way was Ronald Reagan. When they threw John Anderson in there on the left, a congressman from Illinois who drew some votes, that's for sure. The Reagan's electoral landslide was so powerful. It was so unparalleled. It was so historic that he beat John Anderson and Jimmy Carter combined. And it wasn't even close. And he won over 500 electoral college votes. Maybe it was like 528. It was enormous. 
Do you know of any rhino who's ever done that? You might say Nixon. That's true. He won big against McCarthy. Excuse me, against McGovern. But that's because in many ways McGovern was so lousy. And that was the second term. In the first, in the first election, he had to deal with George Wallace, Hubert Humphrey. I think I have these right. Anyway, enough said. We need a solid conservative. We don't need these rhino liberal Republicans. By the way, Christie, Hogan, Sununu, what's the other one? Can't remember. My God, you never want to go to a, a corral buffet or any kind of a smorgasbord with those three guys. Never. You'll never see them move so fast. The only time you'll see them move faster than when they're running for the, uh, the spare ribs and, uh, and the dessert tray is when, uh, is when there's a camera in their face. That's right. All right, enough of this. All right, Mr. Producer. Mitch Daniels. Many of you have not heard of him, but he's well-known in Washington and Indiana. Mitch Daniels spent virtually his entire life in government, and I include as the president, what is it, a Purdue, something like that. And he wants to get back into politics, wants to run for the Senate. Who do you think's behind this? I'll bet you a fortune, Mitch McConnell. Now, Mitch Daniels is 73 years old, but he's a young guy compared to McConnell and Biden and this one and that one. They want to run her for the Senate. Washington Post is all excited about it, as you might imagine. So they want to run Mitch Daniels because, you see, he's the only candidate who could win in Republican Indiana. Not Jim Banks. Is that what's going on, America? No, that's not what's going on, America. Mitch McConnell does not want conservatives in the United States Senate. He wants yes boys and yes girls. That's what he wants. He wants another one like Todd Young. Whoever the hell he is and whatever the hell he does. No. And you can't have a flake like Sparks. Too bad. But she's turned into a flake in my humble opinion. Jim Banks is a traditional conservative who do a hell of a job, in my humble opinion. He's done it in the House. He's done it in the House. So, of course, they want this guy, Mitch Daniels, who used to be the right-hand man to Richard Lugar. Everyone called him Lugar until it became Lugar. And Richard Lugar, for all his years in the Senate was a moderate rhino, too. But he was buddies with a guy named McConnell, who's been there forever. I remember when McConnell was a senator, Mr. Producer. He didn't have that massive, flabby neck that he has now. Now, you know that's true. Uh, You noticed it, as I have. By the way, this this is a Pelosi. Mr. Producer, open your microphone, would you please? You can't hear it. You're a practicing Catholic, correct? 
Do you swear that you are? He swears he is. But not to God, of course. That would be a bad thing. And I asked him, what is this exorcism of her house? What did you say to me? That she's nuts. Now, this is a woman who supports abortion on demand. In fact, supports infanticide and supports your taxes going toward it. And she has priests coming into her home conducting exorcisms because her husband was brutally attacked and it was meant for her? Can you imagine what the corrupt Democrat Party, low IQ media would do with that if it were a Republican of any sort? McCarthy, Trump, DeSantis. Can you imagine what they would do with that? Can you imagine what they'd be saying over there at MSLSD and the Constipated News Network? They'd have to rub that constipated look right off Andrea Mitchell's face. Oh, it'd be unbelievable what they'd be saying, would it not, ladies and gentlemen? Here you got a guy, Mike Pence, who is a faithful Christian, an evangelical Christian, and they mocked the guy for his faith. But there's Nancy Eva Pelosi. San Francisco. Brings priests in to do exorcisms in her house. How freaky is that? And of course, the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes are all but silent about it. She's always been an unhinged, obsessed nut, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's my imitation of her. Always. She's a radical leftist. She's represented the Democrat Party in San Francisco. What do you expect? She learned at the side of this guy, Burton, who was a radical kook leftist. But then she brings in priests to do exorcism in her house to keep the bad spirits away. Unbelievable. What else do we know about her? Not a lot, do we? We need to see their tax returns. Paul and Nancy Pelosi's tax returns. I mean, there's a legislative purpose, as you can understand. Last six years to see if there was any hanky-panky with the stock market while they were making a fortune while she was in charge of what bills would go to the floor of the House. Questions have been asked in the past, certainly not by the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. They have no interest in that. But we need those tax returns. Who the hell's the head of the uh, Ways and Means Committee? We're going to have to figure that out. We'll have to wake that guy up, whoever, gal, whoever it is. I'm sure Mitch McConnell will want to get to the bottom of that, ladies and gentlemen. No, he's afraid that he'll have to release his tax returns. Six years. And how his in-laws have made a fortune from the... This is the thing that's driving me nuts. His in-laws have made a fortune... And he's made a fortune as a result of them. With the Communist Party of China on freight. Freight. F-R-E-I-G-H-T. Freight. You have Nancy, you have, excuse me, uh, Dianne Feinstein who's bumping off the walls now at the Capitol building. Uh, Her family, her husband, Haas, made a fortune doing business in Communist China. Fortune. You have Joe Biden, 
who's got mansions and a classic Corvette and millions on a senator and vice president's salary. He's made money off the communist Chinese too. An enormous amount. Enormous. You've got Swalwell who was sleeping with a communist Chinese spy. Man's not even embarrassed. Have you noticed that? He's not even embarrassed. In the old days, he would have been expelled from the House of Representatives by the Democrats. By the Democrats. The the long nails the communist Chinese have in our elected branches of government is enormous. It's unbelievable. Into the Oval Office. Into the former Speaker's office into the Republican leader's office. It's incredible what they've been able to do. And of course, our media. You look at Bloomberg, other phony media organizations, they've also benefited greatly. Their owners certainly have. Look at the NBA. Look at Apple. Look at Nike. Incredible what the Chinese have been able to buy. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Gavin Newsom is the governor of a failed state. In large part due to him and, of course, his party. But he's like a hyper-leftist. He's the governor of a failed state. He cannot stand up to his mob. He cannot stand up to the radical leftists in his party, and he will not. And he hopes that the rest of the country will view him as some kind of a success, and that he'll be president in the next cycle, as he waits in the wings and hopes that Biden uh, walks into another wall. Ow. He's got the answer to all the murder that's taking place down in California, which is one of the most severe states in terms of gun control. Nora O'Donnell, who, uh, who's really uh, weak. Cut nine, go. We found the governor here in Monterey Park, not far from the dance studio where at least 11 were killed. Nothing about this is surprising. Everything about this is infuriating. California has the strictest gun laws in the U.S. I mean, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact. But there's many people in this country that support the Second Amendment and are lawful gun owners. Yeah, I have great respect. I have no ideological opposition to someone reasonably and responsibly owning firearms and getting background checks and being trained. Authorities say the shooter used a modified pistol with a high-capacity magazine. But how did he get a gun that's illegal in the state of California? Exactly, we'll figure it out. That's going to happen. You've got to enforce laws. Things fall through the cracks, but it doesn't mean you give up. See, see, see. It's the Second Amendment. These are evil people who do these things. The kind of gun that was used was used illegally. People out to murder somebody. They're not worried about the niceties of the gun laws. And I want to tip my hat to Nora O'Donnell. She actually did a decent job here. And uh, he says he doesn't have an ideological opposition to someone reasonably, responsibly owning firearms and getting background checks and being trained. 
You know, somebody could be reasonable, own firearms, get background checks, and be trained, and then lose their mind and slaughter people. That's no guarantee. I'm just saying, there's not always an answer to these things, and there's certainly not an easy one. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right. Since I can't pull up the damn call screen, Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? Uh, In New Jersey, the great WABC, Tony, how are you? Hello, Mark. How are you tonight? I am very well. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. The call with your uh, interviewer was amazing because it brought out a lot of different things. We, putting aside for the moment the agenda, the woke agenda, the leftist agenda, there's a few things that come to my mind. And one is, what is the true conservative Republican? And what scares me or what concerns me is that in our Republican pool, we have people who may have identity problems. But even after our, your, your chat tonight, maybe some of them are just in there to mess up the voting pool. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. seems to me like a true Republican is loyal to his constitution, which I do not see, loyal to his party. He's alert to what's going on around him, just like George Washington and his spy Mm -hmm. ring. And also there's consequences when you do wrong things. So our country was founded on all these things. We would have Mm -hmm. never lasted as long as we have. So looking at our conservative Republican pool, it's it's really kind of concerning to us, and this is what we've been talking about. We have people who don't know how to investigate a congressman named George Santos in this age of the millennium. We have people who don't even know what they stand for, and no one is really observing them when they come into Congress as junior Congress people. So we have a lot to think about. I will tell you this, George, I would... I would trade George Santos for Mitch McConnell any day of the week. <laughs> Even though George Santos is obviously a pathological liar, so is Mitch McConnell. But Santos has no power, and McConnell has enormous power. McConnell affects our lives in a very negative way, and our country in a very negative way. I just told you about the hundreds of millions going to these left-wing groups that they come out of these omnibus bills. And he wouldn't even wait for the Republicans to to take over the House so they would have some leverage to cut out a lot of this stuff. We're cutting our own throats. We're cutting our own throats with this Republican leadership in the Senate. And uh, we're cutting our own throats. There needs to be a new chairwoman over there at the RNC. Uh, Rhonda's just not cutting it. And so it's time to remove these people. And yet... There's at least two Republican parties, maybe even three, and often we unite to defeat the Democrats because obviously they hate America. They hate our founding. They hate our economic system. They hate our sovereignty. They hate the Declaration. They hate the Constitution. In other words, it's like a foreign entity. The Democrat Party is the most dangerous thing we confront every day. But we rally around, and uh, they never rally around us, ever. 
They didn't rally around Goldwater. They really didn't rally around Reagan. Reagan had to do it pretty much and demonstrate to them on his own that conservatism wins. They never rallied around Trump. Um, they won't rally around him again, and if it's DeSantis, they won't rally around him either. So uh, we have a problem. We have a Democrat Party that is hell-bent on destroying this society and replacing it with some, uh, some, some kind of uh, a meritopia, as I wrote. We have a Republican Party that, in too many respects, too many respects, is absolutely impotent. And a lot of these guys are old, just being honest. They've been around a long time. They have no idea what we're confronting and surrounding. They view us as the enemy because we're pushing them hard to get things done, to fight back. They roll their eyes. They're very comfortable. And that's part of the problem. An excellent, excellent call. I appreciate it. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Portage, Indiana. John XM Satellite. How are you, John? I'm doing good, Mark. Wonderful. Um, You were talking earlier about... um, uh, Governor DeSantis and what he's done uh, for the state and for the for the schools. Take if you think critical- about it, what he's almost done here for the country, because a lot of a lot of people take his lead outside of the state and say, "Geez, if he can do that, maybe we can do that too." And anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and actually, they're they're doing this in uh, Ottawa County, um, Michigan, which Michigan is controlled by a governor, uh, Democratic governor, of course. Michigan's becoming but, a mess. Yes. Yes, it is. But uh, I would I would encourage you to look at uh, Ottawa, Ottawa County Impact. Um, my mm-hmm. nephew uh, put that, uh, the, the pack together, and they ousted a bunch of uh, rhino Republicans in the, in the commissioner's uh, office and had mm-hmm. vetted uh, candidates for commissioners and uh, school board members and they have they, they have contracts with um with uh, uh ottawa county um uh, uh, residents uh, contact contract with out of county right. commissioners and contract with out ottawa uh county school board all right and, my friend thank you for your your time ottawa county is very active huh mr producer that's a good thing and who shall I speak to next? Honeyburg, Indiana. Joe, Sirius Satellite. How are you, Joe, in Honeyburg, Indiana? Hey, Mark. I'm doing good. Getting ready for a winter storm. I greatly appreciate you taking my call. You were kind of all over it tonight, and I felt like I finally needed to reach in and say something because you talked about the loyalty of the Democrat Party back in the day when they would not tolerate what's going on now. I am a product of chain migration from the Kennedy generation. My uncle came to America, served in the U.S. Army. He sponsored out my mom and my aunt. Um, The product of those that came in, my brother and I both served in the military. My brother was a Vietnam veteran. This is a great thing. How did did your parents come to the country? Well, uh, actually, it started with the turmoils in Northern Ireland. My uncle Mm -hmm. came in first. Um, and uh, came in legally in the U.S. Army. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's the difference. That's the point. Right, right. And following him, I came with my mom and my family through New York Harbor, and uh, grew up. I became a U.S. citizen when I was sixteen. 
and I served 20 years in the U.S. Navy. Between my, you sound like a great patriot. Children, my adopted children. Yeah, absolutely, and I will never shame away from that. And uh, based on that, um, my oldest child is a major in the army. My wow. son was a first class petty officer. In the Boy, Navy. what a military family here! Air Force. I have two children that are in the Marines. My first cousins, who uh, my mom's sister. One was an Air Force uh, military police officer, and the other one just retired after 38 years in the United States Navy. This is what chain migration should be in this country. But it mostly is not. That's the problem. Absolutely it's not. But, but you know what? Every day I wake up, and I'm grateful, because if you look back... You know what? Let me say this. I'm grateful for your family, and so is every other family in this country. Hey. Right. But you you, you know guys what? are unbelievable. Every All right, day. my brother. Yes. Get right ahead. God bless me with this country. All right, you too, man. That was inspiring, no? It was inspiring to me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, let's take a couple more calls here. Boy, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. I remember when my older brother and I, my buddy Eric, we used to drive around Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Pottsville was a nice place. Often the county Republican Party would meet there. And uh, that's one of the places Ronald Reagan campaigned when he was running in 76 for the, for the nomination. And we drove all the way out there. And I want to go to Ron in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, the Mark Levin app. How are you, buddy? Yes, sir. How are you? Very well. How's Pottsville doing? Oh, not too bad. Uh, you know, the Yingling Brewery still uh, going and getting better. Good. Very good. Go right ahead, brother. Uh, so my question to you was, uh, ever since uh, President Trump came into office yeah it seems like you've become more active and he was able to get you stimulated to help provide us with more information no honestly i've been doing this for 20 years that's the truth been doing it for a long time before trump during trump after trump I mean, the book Liberty and Tyranny was, I mean, think about that. And think Uh, about, uh, think about the Tea Party movement, 29, excuse me, 2010. The Reagan Revolution and all the rest. Anyway, go ahead. That's it? I just think that he's made you more more active and and you've provided more information to the people It's simply not the case. Now, I defend him because I think he's the the greatest political victim in modern American history. I don't like bullies. I don't like out-of-control government. I don't like the Democrat Party hacks. And I don't like the rhinos. So he and I have all that in common. (laughs) Truth. All right, Ron. Thank you, my friend. Let's continue. Let's go to Peter, Acala, Florida, the great WSKY. Go! Mark Lowe, uh, I appreciate everything you're doing for us. 
Um, I wanted to uh, bring up the video clip on January 6th of Nancy Pelosi, where she says, I've been waiting for this, trespassing on uh, Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him right in the nose. Um, If you notice, in that clip... You didn't call about this. You called about Garland's language and kid gloves with Biden. That's what you told the call screen. Yes, this goes to that. This goes to that, too. But... um, uh, what I wanted to say was, uh, I wanted to ask you, does the president need to be invited to the Capitol, or can the president of the United States go to the Capitol anytime he chooses? He no, he, well, if he's a citizen, but no, he's going to go as president for some presidential reason. Uh, he needs to be invited. And, and that's the tradition. And that was the tradition starting with Washington, because remember, there's three separate branches of government. It's like members of Congress can't just show up at the White House. All right, All right, my friend, thank you for your call. That was edifying, was it not, Mr. Producer? Let us go to Sharon, Houston, Texas. The great KT, what is it? KTTH. I can't, KTRH is what I meant. Go right ahead. Yes, yes. My eyesight screwed up. Thank you, Mark. Um, It's very nice to speak with you in person. I remember what you taught us few years back, I can't remember exactly when, but you made a, a whole big deal out of Cloward and Pivens. Yes. And you gave the history and the way um, the, the Socialist Democrat Party had put out a platform in 1944. I remember mm-hmm. the year because it's the year my husband was born. And they ran a candidate for president. They put out a platform, and the three major uh, points on the platform was one number one, Uh, open all borders, and number two, denude the citizenship of USA, and number three, uh, overwhelm all government systems. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing now, all all of those things. Well, they wrote that in the the 60s. In the 40s, uh, you know, you had socialists running as well, who kind of parroted that. But you're 100% correct in your conclusion here, which is that's exactly what they're doing. They're overwhelming us, whether it's the classrooms or the borders or whether it's television and radio, whether wherever it is. We're outgunned and we're outnumbered and we allow them to do it. And any Republican who wants to run for office and wants to get our vote is simply going to have to demonstrate that they don't stand for this. This is why I got involved in all these Republican primaries, one after another. One after another. The more conservative the candidate, not populist, not, not, the more conservative the candidate, the more I would back them. And we'll do it exactly again. Jim Banks in Indiana. We don't need, uh, you know, the, uh, the president of Purdue or whatever the hell he is. Um, because uh, because McConnell, McConnell's the biggest problem. He's the biggest problem we have. And the RNC is weak. And they have an opportunity to fix that over there. And they need to do it quickly. You're a lovely lady. Thank you for your call, my friend. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women seeking freedom in Ukraine and, yes, Taiwan. It is a great honor to be with you tonight, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you. Take care.